I just wanted more for myself. And so I needed to seek out and be intentional to put myself in room with people that were, were doing more and having more success than me in all the areas that are important to me, be it health, be it relationships, be it spiritually, be it financially. And being around those type of people shows you the possibility of, of what is out there. Welcome again to the Prime Mover Podcast, where we ignite the engine of your success in faith, family, finance, and fitness. Join us as we explore the power of being a prime mover in both your professional and personal life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Prime Mover Podcast. We are glad you joined us today. Uh, even though our subscriber world is small and growing, I'm thankful for uh, even one um, listen on this on this show. It's near and dear to my heart and, and Nick. So, we put this together with a lot of intention, and even with our guests, we are doing so with a lot of intention. Um, so with me today, I have a very, very close friend of mine, near and dear to my heart, a brother, a Barnabas, uh, a spiritual brother. I mean, this guy is uh, is near and dear to me in, in a lot of ways, and uh, he is truly, I'm going to call him for the rest of the show, the example. Jeff Jensen, thank Thanks, you for guys. joining us, man. honor to be here. I'm excited for the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the reason why I call Jeff the example is Jeff is, I'll let him tell a little bit about yourself, but Jeff has done some pretty tremendous things. Uh, Jeff is, uh, I, again, I won't steal his thunder, but I'm going to let him do an intro and I'll give you some thoughts on, uh, some more thoughts on qualifying Jeff Jensen as a man of God, a man of his word and a man of action uh, and an entrepreneur, a true visionary entrepreneur. So Jeff, why don't you give us a little story, I guess, about... Um, who you are, where you're from, what you do, um, yeah, appreciate and we'll it, go Travis. from there. Thank you. So uh, as Travis mentioned, my name is Jeff Jensen, and I'm a man of positivity, generosity, and loyalty, and I'm a, a joyful and faithful follower of Christ. So that is who I am. Uh, I'm currently 44 years old, just uh, flipped the dial a few days ago. Uh, I live with my beautiful wife and four kids in, uh, in Urbandale, Iowa, which is a suburb of Des Moines. But been a lifelong Iowan for, for virtually all of my life, but uh, currently wear a few different hats. Uh, as I mentioned, my wife and I, uh, we have a few three Smoothie Kings in town, so we run those um, along with a fantastic team. I also sell medical devices in, the, uh, in that world, so I have a W-2 job as well as my wife has a W-2 job. Uh, we own some rental properties, and then we also rent out a Sprinter van. So between four kids and multiple businesses, we, we spin a lot of plates, but it, it keeps us busy, and it uh, keeps us on our toes, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, I, I'm just uh, excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about uh, the revelations that I've, I've come across in just a short period of time since I've got to know Travis in the last year and a half. There's been a lot of things that I've been more intentional about and it's really made a huge impact for me personally my, my my family and my businesses as well yeah that's awesome jeff um that's probably the most clear and concise i would say uh kingdom ca mm -hmm. uh, cv that i've ever heard you know uh for those of you out there that don't know what a cv is it means when you get to a level of success or or a pinnacle of expertise where the word resume is something you've outgrown. So a CV is basically a collective uh, a, a view of what you've done, who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in. And so I love that, Jeff. That's why I call him the example, because 
he carries that around with him wherever he goes. And it's not hard to let people know who you are when you know who you are Amen. and you represent it. So, Jeff, um, welcome again to the Prime Mover Podcast. What we t- what we what we stand for here on on Prime Mover Podcast is is that in and of itself in the title. Uh, we value prime movers. We believe that we are prime movers, and I'm gonna only do I'm gonna do my best to only bring prime movers on the show. Um, so again, a prime mover is something that is there first and creates the energy. He's the thermostat, or she's the thermostat in the room, not the thermometer. We're there to set the temperature, not tell the temperature. So Jeff, you know the, the one thing that um, I'll start off with, rather than going directly into business, is uh. One of the things that stuck out to me is you talked about Kendi, your wife, uh, and your four kids. So I want to know, in terms of as a husband and father, what advice would you give or what is your way of showing up as a prime mover in the household, yeah, even no, before business? I appreciate business? that question. And, and I, admittedly, my, my outlook and my perspective has changed over the last year and a half, as I mentioned um, prior to that, I, I think I was doing well. Uh, things were going going nicely, but I came to a point where I realized that that there had to be more. There had to be a next level, and so that's when I enrolled in the in Steve's mastermind. And you and I were able to connect and and really build some strong bonds together. But I think for me, as it relates to my my relationship with with my wife and my kids, that besides a, a strong faith in God, th- those are the most important relationships. Uh, in my mind. So it, everything comes comes after that. The way that I'm able to show up and be my best for them is ultimately, as you mentioned, determining what's most important to me. Who, who, am, I, who am I? What What's important? Because there's a lot of things when, when you're a, a, a person that's driven, that's shooting for high goals, it's easy to get derailed if you don't have a clear sense of purpose and vision and mission. So having that has been really, really helpful for me over the last year to year and a half. But what that means is that I, I need to prioritize the things that are going to make me the best for my family and for my for, for my kids. So, uh, you know, for example, my, my morning routines have, have been essential to what I do. I get up, I get in the word, I, I, I move my body, I push myself so that uh, that that time is not interrupted. Right. And when I when I'm. Uh, filling my cup that allows me to fill the cup of the people that are closest and in, in, in my sphere of influence. So that's been a, a huge thing for me. I'm also not a person of many words. I'm, I'm more analytical. I'm very thoughtful. Uh, I choose my words very carefully. So I, I, with that said, I choose to lead by example instead of preaching. Uh, and there'll be some preaching from time to time. I've got, as I mentioned, four kids, so they, they need to be uh, uh, taught. However, the best teacher is just me leading myself well, doing hard things, showing them that that, that limitations are often things that we put on ourselves or put on uh, on us by other people. So if we can uh, you know, raise the bar, elevate, as you said, be the thermostat in the room, things get better when I walk in because I'm there. That, that's been a game changer for me, and it's been a phenomenal to see how my wife has reacted, how she's followed my lead and be, has, has become a better version of herself. And our kids, although they're 12, 12, 10, and 7, they see this as well. And so it's a reminder that as Jensen's, we do hard things. We don't make excuses. We, we do things that other people don't because we're uncommon amongst uncommon people, like David Goggins said. Mm. No, dude, that is amazing. I, I was thinking, 
where I was going as I'm listening next and, and, you know, in the podcast world, I know for me just starting out as a, as a new host, I'm thinking about uh, processing every word you said and then thinking about, you know, that was gonna, how that's going to prompt me for the next question. However, I kind of want to ask this and state it in a, in a, I guess, almost like a paradoxical way. Um, so because Jeff, you know, if you, if you heard his intro, he's um, very self-aware. And so if you listen to our past episodes, you know how important that is to us about being self-aware and knowing what you are and what you aren't. But uh, one thing I was thinking about with Jeff is, you know, he's a man of positivity. And so I've, as long as I've known him and as long as the people that have, you know, there are people obviously that have known him longer than me, but everyone talks about Jeff's presence, his positivity, his frame of mind. And, you know, it's going to be hard for him to say, uh, well, you know, if I was a negative uh, mindset person, I, I couldn't explain how I look at things. So I'm naturally, like in my flesh, I'm naturally not a positive person. I have to um, put in work and, and go so into myself from a gratitude perspective uh, in my relationships to see the positive side. And so what, I, what I'm going to do for Jeff here is, is let you know, like answering that from the outside in is – Man, Jeff is, I've seen Jeff go through some very tough times business-wise, uh, spiritually, and we've been yoked pretty tightly for the last year and a half. And his positivity, even through a tough time, um, is inspiring to me. Um, so I was going to ask Jeff about how does showing up as a positive, intentional, uh, self-aware leader uh, affect you, but if you walk in that, you probably don't know the adverse effects. So I'm here to tell you that uh, somebody who is likely to be proclaimed as not easily inspired, your positivity and ability to maintain composure to me is is unmatched, and it's inspirational and it moves oh, the flipping needle. I appreciate needle. that. So mm -hmm. I'm honoring you for showing up as such a positive um, no, person you, in my life. So that prompts that prompts me to my next. Um, thought process is Jeff, if I were to describe Jeff and he wasn't on the, on the show, I would talk about his intentionality and so, uh, and his commitment. And he said, he's a not talker. He doesn't, Jeff doesn't talk because he gets right into action. He's not going to say that about himself, but I'll say it, that the dude is a man of action. And so before we get into how that moves the needle in his business life, Jeff started off the year and I haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet, but he, he started off the year uh, following some protocol of a mutual mentor and uh, leadership voice in our life, uh, Garrett Unklebach and Nick Surface, uh, who run the Impossible Life podcast. Um, but he started off the year doing, I believe it's 30 days, and I want you to talk about, uh, so this is a physical thing, uh, a, a mental barrier we're breaking, but I want you to talk about this commitment to uh, the 100 burpees yeah, thing no, that you started you. off the as, year As with. mentioned, it wasn't my idea, so I don't take credit for that, but, um, you know, Garrett Unklebach, <laughs> uh, leader of the Mighty Men at Elevate Life in Frisco, he's had a profound impact in my life in, in a very short period of time, and I think I resonate so, so closely and, and just really am drawn to him because I feel like we think and, and act very similarly. He's, he's a person of discipline, of no nonsense, of action and not words. But um, long story short, he, he proposed doing something hard for 30 days that I didn't know before signing up that 
what, what the details were, but it, when he said doing something hard and doing something for 30 days, I was in. I knew it. Uh, come to find out, the, the challenge is 30 days of 100 burpees, which need to be filmed. And I'm not a, I'm not a film guy, but I became one. Uh, 100, 100 uh, burpees every day, no nonsense, no excuses. Uh, you need to do a minute of cold plunge or cold shower, and that could be my kryptonite, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> getting there. Cold is not my thing. I know that it's pretty popular of late, but uh, so cold is not my thing, but I'm working on it. And I know, I know Travis is, isn't a huge fan either, but uh, we're, 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 we're uh, sharpening our swords a little bit. And then finally, you need to declare a wake-up time. Uh, the day before and stick to it. So those are the three. It's very basic, but I think it, it's a, a great metaphor for life because when you do hard things consistently over time, good things happen. A lot of people say they want to do hard things, but when it truly gets hard, they quit. As it just goes back to saying and talking the game is a lot easier than doing the game. So uh, I knew that I wanted to do this. So it's just a way of reminding myself that number one, I can do hard things. And number two, I can show up and then I can show up again and I can show up again. And for, for me, doing hard things physically is a reminder that I can do hard things in any area of life. I can work through challenges and relationships. I can work through different difficulties in business. I can work through you know challenges with my kids, anything and everything is going to be a challenge and I choose my heart. I choose to do hard things because when when you when you when you condition yourself and you declare yourself to be a person that does hard things, life becomes easier. It's kind of a, a an in, a, you know, kind of a funny thing when you do hard things, life get easy. Life get easy. Gets easier when you do easy things, life gets harder. Yeah. I was going to ask Nick a question on this too. Is uh, all of us are dads of uh, I think cumulatively we have uh, eight, fifteen kids That's between the three of us. Uh, <laughs> so with that said, you know I've I've had this very conversation with Jeff. It's like, you know, showing up as a dad. So now I've. I have a 21 year old that's out of the house and I got a 17 year old that's about to graduate and my caboose is 10. Uh, and Nick's got run, his kids run the gamut in age. So the idea of this doing hard things concept, um, when you look at fathering children and multiple children and then also maintaining a marriage in there and then a job and or a business or in Jeff's case, both. Uh, in Nick's case as well, both. Uh, 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 so, you know, in my opinion, I've, I've described it as like a marathon of getting your teeth kicked in every day, uh, not getting, knowing that that's going to happen at some point. Um, you know, and this is not a knock on, on wives or anything, but for the most part, um, knowing that we'll get our teeth kicked in, knowing that we're going to have to handle a bunch of hard stuff that we didn't really plan for or, or really take joy in doing, do it, continuing to show up every day with very little um, tools and support in some cases, but still showing up and doing hard things. How do you think uh, that served you like in life or how do you see the marathon uh, of being an intentional dad and trying to do things the right way in a world that is, so to speak, letting us down? Oh, man. I think uh, any time, if you try to be a man of God mm. and with your family, feeding your family, um, like Jeff alluded to, um, or said, allude, but um, leading your family, being there for your family, it, it takes persistence. It mm. takes, you're going to make
make the mistakes, you're going to make mistakes. But man, just being persistent with it, um, it is hard things. There's always hard things. Yeah. Um, uh, when the kids mess up and do something that silly or something to think, you know, yeah. like our first reaction, at least mm-hmm. mine anyway, I'll, I'll admit to it is want to drop the hammer. That's right. are like, hold up, man. I need to apply some grace here. And, yeah. Know, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then there are the hard emotional things as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, my, this today is my eldest daughter. We moved her out of the house over the weekend and mm-hmm. she's starting college today. So hey, it's kind of a, that requires a, a round of applause and some tears. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's tough, you know, like, uh, so, you know, you, you're moving your baby girl out and into the, to the world. You hope that you've, uh, spoke enough life into her enough um god now we've had you know midnight conversations about mm. about god scripture the bible and so yeah. i think it's just a um it, it just takes some focus it takes some drive you have to be a prime mover yeah that's not a uh accidental situation 100 percent. i don't know how jeff feels about it but yeah i know as well jeff how old are your kids? kids we have twin girls they are uh 12 and they are in sixth grade so it's a very exciting and interesting stage of life and then our third daughter is 10 and she's in fourth grade and then our son is seven in first grade so uh, we've got our hands full but we're very blessed they're they're wonderful kids they're healthy they're happy and uh, i'm trying to be more mindful of enjoying the season that we're in versus being stressed out and frustrated with all of the places and things yeah. that we need to do uh, so tr- just trying to trying to be mindful and intentional uh, with them. So you do you, I I know I know the answer to this question, but um, can you see your uh, barrier to accepting and doing hard things growing you as a more graceful leader in your home because you openly put yourself through hard things? that you can handle them when they come from your family with most much more grace most definitely. and wisdom? As I mentioned, you know, positivity is one of my core values. And so it's not something that I come by naturally. So I have to be intentional about that. To your point, Travis, every day I have to remind myself that that's who I am. That's who I've declared myself to be. And so I can't be a fraud to myself. And so that does allow me to sure. handle situations that potentially previously I, I might not have been as graceful. I might have been quick to speak. Um, and regretted it afterwards. So one of my favorite quotes that I, I learned many, many years ago, and I try to live by it to the best of my ability, is that two times to be quiet or keep your mouth shut is when you're swimming and when you're angry. So I try to live by that. So it, it's, a, it's allowed it's me to good. be a lot more graceful with my kids and take a different approach when, when I'm trying to correct or teach or instruct. Um, it, it isn't always perfect, and I... And I, I do fall and I do stumble from time to time, but uh, being, keeping that at the forefront of your mind and allowing yourself some grace too when you stumble, when you trip and you fall, um, to, to get back up and keep moving forward. But it, it's definitely changed my approach to how I interact with everyone, specifically my wife and my kids. So pivoting, which we I can talk family with Jeff all day long. Uh, I met his wife, Kendi. Uh, She's as disciplined as he is, so he's setting a, a darn good example. I haven't met all his kids yet, but I, I got to believe, because I know in my heart that uh, as a man thinketh, thinketh, so is he. And so these declarations, opening yourself up to hard things, 
uh, it, it defines Jeff. I've watched it be transformative in his life. I've actually watched it change his business landscape as well. And so he might be a little bit more modest and humble uh, than I would like him to be. So I'm going to try to pull him out of his shell here. But I want to know um, some of the things that I, I wrote down from your original intro was vision. Uh, and then in a roundabout way, you talked about alignment. So let's kind of go there for the next few minutes is um, what prompted you uh you, know, you were a business owner. How long have you guys owned yes, the Smoothie Kings? we've been involved in the business since 2016. We were more passive owners, and then my, my wife stepped in about two years ago. So we uh, started in 2016, so coming up on uh, eight years. So, But you guys had a gym correct. Yep. before had, that, we correct? We started a gym in 2004, so that'll be almost 20 years ago. We started a gym, and we grew that to, to three different locations, and subsequently we're uh, – able to provide an opportunity for the guys that, that work for us. Uh, that was a, a great joy on our on our end to be able to sell the business to them because they'd earned it. Uh, and we were, and my partner and I were at a stage in our life where we were able to provide that opportunity for them and, and it, was, it worked out well for everyone. So we had three gyms and then we got into the Smoothie King business. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, we have some rentals and a Sprinter van as well. Yeah. So I will, I want to talk more about the, the Sprinter van at the end because I know about it, but I want the audience to know about it too. But, um, my, qu my question was, I guess, channeling, uh, again, vision and alignments. So let's talk vision first, and then we'll kind of segue into alignments. But as being a 20-year seasoned entrepreneur, again, um, seasoned, sometimes people think they want, you know, you, you, you can get measure, you can, the world can measure you by your fruit. And we talk a lot about inside our four walls here about there's multiple types of currency inside of a business. It's not always monetary currency. So, you know, when the world says you're winning, you're probably losing. And when the world says you're losing, it's probably most likely uh, your most winning time. So how, where, where do you see vision and, and you, um, you're a man of God, so you can go to the Bible, you can quote scripture or anything you want. But how do you apply your vision into into your business going forward? And how long in the 20 year journey did you go without clear vision? And, and how do you see that vision uh, rewarding you in corporate currency going forward? If that's that yeah. question resonates with you, I know it was multifaceted, but prim primarily prioritize vision when you got it in your life and in your business and how you see it moving oh, the needle going question, forward. Travis, thank you. So I mentioned we started fresh out of school in 2004 and uh, quite frankly didn't have a vision. We just knew the, the extent of our vision was that we wanted to build a business. That was about it. So we had some stumbles and some trips along the way. Fortunately, none of them put us out of business. So uh, sometimes I feel if, if just like a roadmap, if you don't have one, you're going to end up somewhere. You just hope it's somewhere good. So we were fortunate yeah. that that's, you know, we ended up somewhere, somewhere good. And as it relates to vision, uh, I think it, it started with my personal vision, to be honest with you, you know, getting clear on who I am and what's important to me, because as the leader of my, of my house, of the people in my sphere of influence of my business, when I was clear and I showed up consistently as that guy every day, and I espouse those values and those virtues, people just are attracted to and are drawn to people that know and have a clear idea of who they are and what they stand for. So as it relates to our business, it's been relatively recently, probably in the last three to six months that I've gotten very clear on a 10-year vision where I want to be You know, 10 years from now. That, that takes some time and some diligence to sit down and really put pen to paper and think, 
okay, 10 years from now, our kids, you know, three of the four are going to be gone. Just like you mentioned, Travis, you're, you're kind of on the, on the tail end of kids in your house. And so that, that takes on a different perspective. But where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? And then working backwards from that. So that, that got me a lot more clear as it relates to how I go about the interaction with people on our team, how I talk to them, the things that I share with them. Because as you mentioned, you know, financial success is great, but if you're getting there in, in ways that, that aren't going to fulfill you or aren't you know, getting you closer to your vision, that I think those things are fleeting. So understanding where we want to be as a business, as a family, as an individual 10 years from now and working backwards has been very, very helpful uh, because it's just about establishing habits. What habits do I need to be doing consistently on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis that are going to keep moving that needle towards a 10-year vision? So getting people uh, in, a, in the organization excited about what we're doing and when you present a vision and you tell a story that incorporates how they're going to grow and how they're going to benefit from, from us all rowing in the same direction it's been a game changer. It, unfortunately, it's, it's not an overnight. You can't flip a switch. It's more like a dimmer switch. It takes time to get people to, 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 to buy in and understand the why of what we're doing. But when you're clear right. on what you're doing and, and how you're going to make an impact, it, it's, it's been such a, such a phenomenal uh, tool to get people excited and to be able to push through the times when it really, really stinks, when it's really hard. Because as we talked about earlier, a lot of people say they want to do the hard work. They like to do hard things. But when it really hurt, when it really stinks and things are getting tight and you have to work a little extra, that's what hard feels like. That's what it feels like. And a lot of people don't like that feeling, myself included. But doing hard things requires some sacrifice. So having a clear vision gets people to push through when things get hard and we're all working towards the same goal. Jeff, just a quick question. You kind of mentioned about setting that 10, 10 year goal and working backwards. Um, just as a, I guess, courtesy to our, our listeners and stuff, like w what advice would you give somebody who's, uh, I always like to go to the practical. So w what advice would you give somebody who's, um, man, just not really good at goal setting, never sat down and went to goals. Um, would you advise them to start at a five-year goal or, hey, go all the way to that 10-year goal and this is how to work backwards? Could you kind of just speak? I mean, you don't have to get into super details, but just kind of give them yeah, a no, framework great, on that. Yeah, great question. I always love the practical side too, so appreciate appreciate the question. Uh, having a 10-year vision has been, been um, very enlightening for me because, as I mentioned, it, it was relatively recently that I put one together. But the way you, that I did it, and it, it might not be a one-size-fits-all, but you just work your, work your way backwards. If you have a, um, the first thing that I did that was very helpful is uh, what, what, what is your idea of rest look like? You know, we talked about Sila. What does it look like to, what, what are the things that bring you peace? And that doesn't mean necessarily sitting on a beach in Mexico. It might, but sometimes, you know, it might be out, out in your field tending to your cows. It might be doing, doing a hundred mile race. What are the things that bring you joy and fill your cup? And how can I do more of that? So that was the first question that I had asked myself. And what does it look like? What is, what is my relationship with my wife look like? How do I interact with my kids? How do I, you know, treat my relationships and those that I care about? And then create a life that, that you are excited about and, and, and want to put the work in to, to achieve. And so working back from that, obviously there, there's a financial component that needs to be uh, incorporated. You know, if you say I, I would like a second home or I'd like to be able to go on mission trips or whatever, whatever your idea of success and SELA is, 
being able to underwrite that is extremely important. So then working backwards, if I need X amount of dollars uh, on a monthly or annually basis, annual basis, I can work back and say, here's where I'm at currently in today's, today's numbers and, and where I'm at today. Here's where I want to be. And then start putting together a six month, one year, three year, five year plan to, to continually move towards it. And as important, uh, at least for me, as the goals are, it's the habits. What are the habits that I'm going to create on a daily basis? Um, so, you know, for business, for example, how many sales calls do I need to make a day? How many, you know, what, what does um, a great customer experience look like? And how do I continually refine that and work on that? How can I make an impact every single day that I can start to quantify and I can start to measure to know if I'm getting closer to that 10-year vision? So if you break it into one-year you know, goals, three, five, and then 10-year goals, that kind of sets a roadmap for where you want to be. But as I mentioned, for me, having those daily habits and a lot of it just comes back to filling my cup so that I can fill everyone else's cup. You know, I want to be a person that uh, is healthy and happy and can interact with my kids in a very dynamic way for very many, many, many years. So that means I need to prioritize my health right now because it's easier to do it now than to do it later. So establishing habits and coming up with with a game plan has been a life you know really a life changer for me and I'm excited for where uh, where I am going and then ultimately where I'm going to be in 10 years beautiful for sharing that yeah that's great I love that yeah and so even um, if somebody's interested if you want to leave a comment or send us an email or go to our website prime mover podcast com and um, drop us a line if you're interested in like a 10-year vision worksheet we could provide you a template that I've used that Jeff has used and it's a pretty good tool and so in the long and short of what he said was um, it was beautiful because when he talked about the 10-year vision and even when Nick asked him to expound on the answer you know you could compare it to a roadmap you know back before um, everything in the world had a GPS on it uh, we had to travel with roadmaps and so if I'm leaving, you know, the great state of Louisiana, I'm driving up to the great state of Iowa to see Jeff, I'm going to go ahead and assume that's probably a 10-hour uh, drive. And so I'm 42 years old. I can't drive 10 hours without, without speed. So I'm looking at this map and thinking, here's the areas we want to stop. Here's our approximate uh, miles per gallon. Here's about where we have to get gas. Uh, you know, and some people, and here, well, here's where we got to eat. And so maybe we'll spend the night somewhere and be real strategic and intentional about it. And some people are just like, hey, I'm going to put my foot on the gas. I'm going to go as far as I can go, get gas, and then I'll go as far as I can go and then get gas. Um, but typically when you do that, you miss the little things along the way. And it allows you it, – it, it steals the opportunity to be present along that 10-year journey. And so for me, I've kind of been – doing my best to coin the phrase or live out the phrase that I want to live my legacy versus leave it by being intentional of what my 10 year vision is. And then hopefully when I reach my 10 year vision, I can cast another 10 year vision and the, the remainder of my time here, however long or short it may be, will will have receipts of intentionality that along the way I planned out when I was going to stop and get fuel, when I was going to stop and visit family along the way or when I was going to, you know, make a turn and when I was going to have to pivot or when I got, you know, an icy bridge 
pun intended, because it's super cold here in South Louisiana. Not as cold as as uh, where Jeff is, but nonetheless, I think living your legacy and planning it out and being super intentional uh, by using something, the tool of the ten-year, something like a tool uh, of a ten-year vision, is, is monumental. One thing I, I want to um, highlight that Jeff said, this is super important. This is going to be like my opinion. This is what you subscribe to the podcast to hear today. Everybody that comes on is going to bring a nugget and Jeff's uh, best may be yet to come. But I wrote down underwriting your SELA concept or way of lifestyle. And a SELA is a place of peace, a place where you go to get away from the hangups and habits of the outside world, a place where you can become one, find yourself, uh, true peace and relationship with the Lord. And so Jeff said, what, Nick, when Nick asked him about his 10-year vision, what tools do you use? Well, you got to start with what you want and where you want to be in 10 years. So if I look at a roadmap to drive to Iowa, I know that I'm going to not, I'm not going to Des Moines. I'm going to, you know, Jeff's hometown, Bellingrad, right? Urbandale. Is that what you said? What was it? <laughs> Urbandale, yeah. I looked at a house on Bellingrath. Maybe that's what it was. But Urbandale, Iowa, um, you know, that is my, that's my destination. So if my destination is financial success or I want to, you know, do life with my cattle or I want to travel with my family or I just want to stay home or I want to buy a vacation home or, or, or I just want more time to serve the church or I want more time to serve people and give back to others. <clears throat> my 10 year vision has to start with a destination. And so don't overcomplicate it by saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. Well, neither do I. But if you don't know where you're going, you're going to have a hard time figuring out how to get there. So underwriting that Sila way of life, which is what you do for more joy and peace. How do I do more of that? That is a great way to figure out how to cast a 10-year vision. Start with what the fruit needs to look like in your life in 10 years. And so along the way, while I was building that, I, I, got, I was fortunate enough that I've been able to build my 10-year vision right alongside of Jeff. And what inspired my 10-year vision to go and to grow uh, and to be more audacious with my 10-year vision is the alignments in my life. The people that I choose to do life with, my family of choice, Jeff being one of those guys, if you are not in a room, uh, I think there's an old saying, uh, not as good as, as keeping your mouth shut during, when you're swimming and angry, but, that's a good one. but uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. If you're the fastest person uh, in the room, find a new room. If you're the best looking in the room, find a new room because you're capping your growth off uh, like fleas in a jar. You know, when fleas are trained in a jar and eventually you take the lid off, the fleas will only jump to the height of where they hit their head on the lid, not realizing that they're almost out of the jar. So how does alignments, how, how have alignments leveled you up? <clears throat> towards your 10-year vision, but overall speaking in life, how have alignments helped you to move towards your 10-year no, vision? That's a great question, uh, Travis. Thank you. So, yeah, I, you know, the old cliche of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, I, most of us have heard that for years. And uh, like, like a lot of people, it went in one ear and went out, and then out the other ear until, and I hate to keep, you know, beat the dead horse, but until about a year and a half ago. Uh, I knew that I'm very blessed with, with a lot of great friends, and I knew that, that 
I just wanted more for myself. And so I needed to seek out and be intentional to put myself in room with people that were, were doing more and having more success than me in all the areas that are important to me, be it health, be it relationships, be it spiritually, be it financially. And being around those type of people shows you the possibility of, of what is out there. Because when you're around people that are, are doing good things, but not great things, you're going to settle for good because that's your reality. So putting yourself in rooms with guys that are having phenomenal marriages, guys that are doing great in business, guys that are super fit and you know on the cover of magazines, it, it allows you those people and it allows you access to pick their brains and mine for wisdom to, to find out, hey, what's working for you? Because a lot of times as we're on our journey to become the best version of ourselves, we feel as though we're the only one on the climb. No one else understands our problems. No one's been on this journey before. But you realize very quickly that there are very few paths that are unique to you. There's very few challenges and hurdles that are unique to you. And when you put yourself in rooms and, and into the vicinity of people that are doing great things, they can they can give you the shortcut. Instead of taking the A to Z route, they can go they can say, Hey, hey bro, take this take this path, go A to B, and you'll be there in no time. And so seeing the possibility is, has been a, a game changer for me, being around people that are really making things happen, and then hopefully bringing something to, root, to the room myself. I, I'd like to think I bring discipline, I bring loyalty, I bring commitment, and some people don't, don't have those traits as much as I do, and so I can, I can be a, an example for them in those areas as well. So being in a mastermind, being in a group, it's a way that we can all collaborate to lift each other up uh, simultaneously. So that's been phenomenal. And then ultimately, when I come back to my sphere of influence in, in town, having been around those type of guys, understanding what's possible, I can start to elevate the, the people that I, that I come in contact and the ones that I care about. And a quick example being, I, I'm not a runner, or at least I wasn't a runner until last year. And uh, our group said, hey, we're going we're gonna to cap the year off with a 100-mile race. And it was far enough in advance that I said, okay, let's give it a shot, knowing that I'd never run further than about a mile without stopping, without walking. And, you know, putting in the work in and the dedication to the process from June until December, it, it was a struggle, but it was a, a, an event that I'll never forget, finishing 100 miles and, and the, the stories and the memories. But being around those type of people, 100 miles is just, that's who we are. That's what we do. And it, it, sets a, um, it sets you in a mindset that, yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. And if you come and you're in a different room, they look at you like you got three heads. Who's crazy enough to run 100 miles? Who would want to do that? Now, that's, that's insane and, or that's amazing. Whatever it is, it, it's, it shows you the power of alignment and, and the, the people you choose to do life with. The who is exponentially more impactful and influential than the what. So once you find the right who's and the right people, then the what's almost fall into place for you. Not almost, man. They do. And that's a, that's a word. I'm glad you ended it on that. Um, you know, I remember I couldn't run the 100-miler. Uh, I've got several amounts of screws and plates and metal in my lower back. And I, I, I never saw myself as a runner to begin with. And hanging around with Jeff, I accidentally have run two half marathons. Uh, so I, I've, I've run a couple of them in Texas and finish them, finishing them were tough on my body. It took me a long time to recover. Uh, it took me a long time for my lower back to get right. So I knew a hundred miles 
you know, wasn't in the cards for me. And I watched Jeff commit to it. I, how long did you prepare? Maybe like four or five I months, you said? I started in the middle of summertime. So I had, a, had my plan was going to couch yeah. to 100-mile plan. So that's what I started. It was just with a few miles. And then over the course of six months, built up and uh, culminated with a 100 miles. And you finished, I right? I did. And to, to, to that point of alignment, uh, I'll share a quick story is that you know, we, we had been going along and it had been a long day, long night, many miles. And I got to mile 88.65. I never forget that number. And I was going to cash it in. I was going to quit. Uh, my mind was, was done. My body was, was done. My spirit was done. Everything was done. And our mutual friend Steve came into the sauna as I was contemplating my fate and deciding I was going to hang it up. And succumbing to, to the flesh and agreeing with all the reasons why I should be done. He came into the sauna and I told him that I'm done and he didn't even look at me, but he said, there's a 0% chance that you're not going to finish this race. And I said, all right, Roger that. So it goes to show you that the people you choose to, to surround yourself with can either lift you up or they can bring you down to their level. How many people would have said, yeah, you're right. You went 88.65 miles. That's really good. That's a lot further than you've ever gone. No one's going to you know, laugh at that or no one's going to you know, call that a failure. But him, but Steve, he said there's, he knew, he called something out of me that I didn't even know I had at that point. He said there's a 0% chance mm. that you're not finishing. So that just reinforced to me how important the people you surround yourself with are. And being in a room with people that speak life into you, that see the see see things in you that you might not even see in yourself, and so that goes in all different areas, whether it's marriage, relationships, your faith, your business. Being around people that have the fruit that you're looking for is a game changer. World class advice. Yeah, love that. Yeah, so. I, you know, I remember. Um, along the journey. So, you know, they, these guys are running a hundred miles and I'm, I'm home. Uh, I think my, my wife was out of town and so I'm home with the kids and it's like, I don't know, 1030 at night or something. I'm, I'm in my bed and about to go to bed. And I start thinking about all these guys that's running a hundred miles. And then down the list, I just start sending them videos or calling them and, and talking to them and seeing what way I could support because I was so convicted of not being there that I just I had to add value in some way. And it was through prayer and just checking in on people. And I, that I only get that mindset by elevating the people I spend the most time with. Like these men have been in my life a short period of time. But when you find the right relationships and the right alignments, you truly can live out the definition of quality over quantity, uh, that the, the quality of these relationships are important to me. And when you see a brother doing hard things and you know that they're they're forging themselves because of that, you know, you got to get involved and you want to add value in some type of way. So, man, uh, I know a lot of people who train for that race who didn't get to 8865 and ultimately didn't get to 100. And so when I introed the episode as Jeff being a man of action and a man of few words, the dude ran 100 miles. Okay, so there's, I'm sure there's probably 1% of 1% in society who ever ran a, a half marathon, but much less an ultra at 100 miles. Like, that's just, that's just world class. So, go ahead. And yeah, I just, as uh, we're talking about being in an alignment and the people, um, 
it's amazing how it works on your psyche and, and on your, your mindset, just understanding. Like right now, I'm ready to go to the gym, man. Y'all want to go? <laughs> so I'm ready to go hit the gym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's good. Like it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, but it really does. It, it, it just affects the way you think, the way you interact, the way you look at life as you're spending. And I think we can actually bring that back biblically and say, mm. man, when, when you read scripture, like don't forsake the assembling of yourselves, being around your brothers. And I know that revolves that particular scripture revolves back to the church but i think it goes beyond just uh, the church meeting and mm. being around people who will lift you up who are at your best interest not at their best interest yeah other centered uh, you know that you're other centered yeah you, you get a relationship that is other centered where you're there to add value and you're around people who are there to add value to you it's it's exponential what you could do just the idea of, of what you just said being inspirational we talk a lot we said jeff and i last time we were in the same room together i think i don't know who it was but uh that said it but it was so true you know, I, I'm not a person who hates on anybody that doesn't value physical fitness. Man, I was 360 pounds in my former life. I was lost, broken, hurt, and I hurt people because hurt people hurt people. And so how how you solve that problem in many ways is I, I explain this to people. If you if you don't have a way to usher um, the the Lord into your heart, or you don't have a way to to um, to push vices aside. Or a way to stop um, sinning and being convicting of sin, being convicted of sin, or anything that's holding you back from growth, conquer your flesh. When you can begin to conquer your flesh, that's Romans 12:1. Make your body a living sacrifice, pleasing to, 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 to the Lord. So, so you can learn to conquer your flesh. Man, it's amazing what you allow your heart to do and what you allow your mind to do in that process. So, you know, the idea of when you become, when you value physical fitness and when you value, not, this is not an appearance thing. When you value your physical fitness and you value yourself and who you see in the mirror, that character can enter a room before you, your personality gets a chance to. So when you walk in the room, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to use a short analogy here. When you walk in the room and you're jacked and I'm about to listen to you or you're going to speak to me or we're going to do some life together and you're 40 years old plus and you're in great physical condition and you walk in the room as a, as a thermostat, not a thermometer, you instantly gain my respect. I know a multitude of things about you. One is that you're disciplined. And two is that you know exactly who you are and who you aren't. And so I'm attracted to that. And so if you get around people, it doesn't mean they don't have vices. It doesn't mean they don't sin. It doesn't mean they don't have struggles. But the things that they value align with what you value. So that's why having core values are so important because you could at least know who, what you are and what you stand for. So it allows you to align with other people who value and, and stand for or stand against the same things. So... With that said, you know, get yourself to a spot in life where your character can enter a room far before your personality does. Because typically our character is way more, um, is tremendous, is a tremendous amount more revealing than our personality. We can change our personality depending on the room, but typically your character is, is pretty much concrete there. So I wanted to go back um, over your core values in that scenario. Uh, just real quick, list them out for me and, and for the audience so we can understand uh, who you are and who's yeah, you are. So um, 
I mentioned mentioned who who I am when you know in the introduction. Uh, you know, man of positivity, generosity, and loyalty. Um, my four core values, and I try to keep it simple. And it's a consistent reminder that's part of my morning routine is to read through my core values and the scriptures associated with. So, uh, the first one is health. Obviously, health is extremely important to me. You only get one one temple, and so uh, I'm not perfect at it by any means. But but that's something that I'm diligent about and something that I put in, uh, uh, very, very high on the priority list. So health is number one. Uh, relationships is number two. Uh, I value relationships, and I know as men, it's hard sometimes to, to get vulnerable, to be intentional with relationships, especially with work, family, all the, all the things that pull on you. But uh, I've been very diligent and committed to seeking out the people that I, I value and, and, and that, want, that I want in my life. Uh, that doesn't mean it's easy, but relationships are important. Obviously, the, the first one, you know, being my, my relationship with God. Secondly, with my wife and my family, and then uh, the, my, my core group of people. So relationships is my second one. Uh, generosity, as I mentioned, is another one. I want to be uh, generous to the best of my ability with all my time, my talents, and my treasures, because uh, that just it makes me happy, and it allows me to take the blessings that I've been blessed with and bless others. So generosity is, is my third uh, value. And then, as I mentioned, positivity. That's not something I come by naturally. I've always kind of been a, a happy person, but uh, just like everyone, life happens, and sometimes it's easy to let what happens to you dictate your outcome or your, your attitude. But if I can choose to be joyful, choose to be positive, and one of the, the you know, maybe a practical piece of advice that I've really implemented and it's made a huge change is implementing Romans 8.28 into my everyday life. You know, understanding that all things work together for, for, for my good, for those that are called according to God's purpose. And if I understand that and I believe that to, to the core of my being, I understand that even the hardest things that the world can throw at me, they're, they're here to grow me. And as Pastor Keith says, what you go through, you got to grow through so you can create some breakthrough. So that's the way that I'm choosing to look at hard things and challenges in my life. Is like, okay, how am I supposed to get better from this? How am I supposed to grow? What am I supposed to learn from this opportunity so that the next time it comes, it's, it's no big deal. It's just like lifting weights. You get stronger, and you, next time you lift that weight, it's no big deal, and you keep leveling up and leveling up. So those are my, my four core values, health, relationships, generosity, and positivity. And I try to live those in who I am every single day. And it doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I remind myself consistently in my thoughts and in my words and in my actions. For a guy of few words, you definitely speak very clearly and concisely about who you are and who you aren't and whose you are. And I, I value that so much. Value that about Jeff Jensen so much. Uh, man, we're getting close to wrapping up our time. So I want to kind of go through our Energizer uh, round of questions for you. Um, we started off, it'll be three. The first one was your core values, so I snuck that one in on you, and I'm glad you went long form in the explanation because uh, I wrote these notes down, and I want to be intentional about remembering them. But So um, I'm going to ask uh, you for a book recommendation speaking to entrepreneurs or uh, specifically to entrepreneurs or entrepreneur husbands or entrepreneur fathers or people who balance that 
that ultimate or are, are in pursuit of the ultimate work-life balance. Give me a book. It could be one or two book recommendation that kind of changed or reframed the way you think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. I, if you would have asked me, and I apologize to my mother who was a reading teacher when I was growing up, I wasn't the biggest reader. I read Bo Jackson's book. I did three or four book reports for three or four consecutive years because that's all I wanted to do. So, but the fact that I can ch- choose to read um, books that excite me. Uh, that's something that I probably never would have thought of, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I'll, I'll list a few that have really impacted me, and it's been a while, but I've read read it multiple times. And it's a it's a tried and true one: is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. As I mentioned, when we started our business in 2004, uh, both my business partner and I were kind of kind of cut from the same cloth. Uh, we enjoyed visiting with each other, but we didn't have a whole lot of social skills uh, when it came to, to interacting with people that we weren't very comfortable with. So reading that book really um, opened the, opened my eyes to how to how to interact with people in all, all walks of life. So that, that's been a very impactful one. Um, I'm actually rereading uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits as well, as we talked about the habits that you instill and you are committed to on a daily basis make all the all all the the difference in the world. You can have goals, you can have dreams and visions and aspirations, but if you aren't breaking it down to the granular level of having those habits that are going to you know propel you to where you need to go, uh, it's it's kind of a, a hope and a prayer with those goals and dreams. Mm. Dude, that's amazing. Atomic Atomic Habits habits comes up uh, a lot and so it's it's profound. So entrepreneurs, if you watch this show, dads, if you watch the show, husbands, if you watch the show and you want to become more intentional about who you are and what you stand for, pick up a copy of uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits and uh, Dale Carnegie's book. I skimmed through it, but forced myself again. I'm going to finish reading it this year. It's on, I have 20 books on my list that I'm going to read this year. I'm declaring that Jeff, Jeff has the list and he's been a good accountability partner for me. So I am... Uh, three quarters of the way through book uh, one of the new year. Actually, no, I finished book one of the new year, and I'm three quarters of the way through uh, Stephen Furtick's Unqualified. And so uh, my next one is Fear Hunters by Noah Elias, and then also I'll be rolling into Dale Carnegie. So I appreciate that a lot. And so one thing I wanted to – I'm going to interrupt our regularly scheduled Energizer round of questioning because I think it's important to speak on – Something that Jeff said, something that Jeff exemplifies, and something that I hear I get a lot talked about in the social media world is work-life balance. Or I've seen memes uh, where I, I believe um, a lot of women uh, or men even feel like that you, if you are physically fit and you value physically fitness, it's impossible for you to do anything else or value anything else or have uh, an amount of balance. And I'm telling you right now, Jeff Jensen defies all of those uh, low-level thoughts or limiting beliefs. Um, you can value health and wellness and physical fitness. You can be an intentional husband and father. You can be a dynamic, passionate husband. You can be an involved um, passionate father. You can be an aggressive, uh, you know, entrepreneurial um, leader, a foot washer. You know, you can hold down a W-2 job. You can read. You can educate yourself. You can constantly level up. So I don't believe or buy into the lie that 
you know, um, you, you, men are just capable of being one or two dimensional. I believe that with the right frame of mind, the right mindset, the right alignments, the right vision, the right core values, you can check every single box. Are there going to be days when you fall off the wagon in some areas? Absolutely. That's called that's called falling short. Uh, you know, the Bible says there's not even one good person, not even one. So, uh, you know, you're going to fall short. You're going to, you know, you know, rip your face off on certain days. You're going to get kicked in the cojones a lot of days. Um, but learning to do hard things will, will condition your mind, body, and spirit to be able to persevere so that when someone says, you know, how do you do work-life balance? You say, get a pen and paper because I'm going to tell you exactly how I do work-life balance. And you can go maybe apply that um, to your life. So don't buy into the myth that you can't have a six-pack you can't have a dynamic marriage. You can't be an involved dad, and you can't be a successful uh, business owner because that's uh, malarkey. Uh, but, yeah, so last thing, uh, springboarding off of books, one of the most impactful books I read in 2023 was a book called Blue Ocean Strategy. Uh, maybe by episode, podcast episode number 10 or 12, I won't have to explain the book. But Blue Ocean Strategy basically is when you look at yourself – versus other businesses or entrepreneurs or other people, uh, you create a strategy that is your blue ocean, whereas everyone else is in a red ocean because they're carving each other up. They're racing to the bottom. It's competition. Uh, nobody's completing each other. They're all just competing. They're all a bunch of thermos, uh, thermometers uh, and just fighting uh, the world. And so what is Jeff Jensen's blue ocean strategy to approaching life and business what do you do or how do you do it that's different than what the rest of the world says yeah i think that's a great question um and maybe i'll i'll piggyback on what you had, had touched on earlier but i think you know, when you talk about work-life balance and, and how to differentiate yourself it comes back to core values and clarity as uh, on what is important to you and uh you know shout out to our mutual friend steve weatherford who did a phenomenal podcast on, uh, on just having your priorities in order. I think that's a, as men, sometimes we can get things inverted. We can get them out of order. And that's when we start to feel like, you know, things just aren't right. And the anxiety comes in and the stress starts to creep up. But as long for, for me, it's, it was a, a game changer when he mentioned having five things that he focuses on in order. Number one is faith, you know, making sure that you're grounded in your faith and that that's something that you're, it's not a sometimes thing, it's an every time, you know, that's just who you are. It's not, it's, it's not something that you do whenever convenient. So number one is faith. Number two is, is pouring into yourself. So as Travis mentioned, you know, phys physical, uh, spiritual, mental, making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. Number three is the relationship with your wife, because that is a covenant relationship that needs to be intentional. For many, many years, I've got a, a phenomenal wife and a great marriage. I thought, hey, you just show up and it's great. And that's true. That's true <laughs> oftentimes. However, the, the, the order of the world is, is typically entropy, right? If you do, Anything that you don't put intentional, intention into is going to decay. And that goes for your, your, your body, your business, your, your relationships. So you know, putting intentional times, date nights with your wife, that's extremely important. Um, you know, trying to improve the communication, which I'm always trying to get better at. So, so wife is, is number three, number four is your family, and then number five is your business. And I think as men, sometimes we put number five at number one or at some other order. Um, so making, just being clear as to what is important in your life, 
making sure that you prioritize and make intentional time for those things so that you don't get out of order. And then that allows you to bring your best self to your customers, to your team. And then they see that, hey, this guy's different. What is this guy doing? He's just not, he's not average. He doesn't accept average. He's got things figured out, at least on the exterior. That doesn't mean there's some not some internal uh, challenges and struggles from time to time, but always reverting back to that, you know, kind of five pronged um, hierarchy and understanding what is truly important and where you're spending your mind share and your time and what you're giving importance to allows you to to show up as good as you can and allows you to be able to pour into uh, and overflow the cups of the people that are important to you in your relationships and in your business. Man, Jeff, I can promise you that you don't realize the value that you're giving other people right now. Uh, so a blue ocean strategy, long and short of what Jeff said, is create a strategy. Uh, figure out what matters most. Figure out who you stand for and what you stand against. Figure out who you are. Develop some commitments. Do some hard things that you can so you can persevere. Um, and then, and then the culture of winning, and you can't build a culture of winning without a positive attitude, without value and health, valuing alignments and relationships, valuing being generous, and then ultimately doing all of that with a positive uh, spirit. So last question in our Energizer round. This is, again, inspired from another book that I read, but uh, close the show by giving uh, – our audience, which we which we believe is dad entrepreneurs, uh, give them Jeff Jensen's next five moves. If right now I want to get rolling, and uh, we try to keep this as rapid as possible. If I want to get started, I want to turn my life around. I want to turn my business around. I want to turn everything around. What's the next five moves Jeff Jensen says you got to do? That's a great question. And I'll come up with some moves. I don't know if it'll be five, but I'll come up with some. So I, I think it, it goes back to. That's fine. I was going to say three. three no, is you're fine good. Too. You're good. So I, I think the first thing is to, to, to be intentional and set aside time. I think it's easy to say, I'm, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm just, but carve out an afternoon, carve out a day, carve out whatever time you think you need to get clear on what is important to you until you have that destination. And you might be driving from Louisiana to Iowa, but you might end up in California. If you don't know where you're going, you don't. You how do you know how to get there? So that would be the first thing: is to get very, very clear. And and not having all the answers is perfectly fine. I don't know if anyone has all the answers, but if you say if you if you mm -hmm. get as clear as you can, and then work work backwards. So that would be the first thing that I would say. Mm -hmm. Number two is do do a very, very deep dive and self evaluation on where you're at with your health. We only have one 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 temple, one body. Uh, get to moving. Do, you know, get get a get a someone to hold you accountable. Get a trainer. Get someone to help you with your nutrition. Start to take those baby steps towards being the best version of yourself with your health that you possibly can. That would be the second thing. And then start to analyze your relationships. Figure out who you want to be spending time with. Hopefully that's your wife. Hopefully that's your kids. Uh, understand that that um, that you know time is time is short and it goes by quickly i think every year it goes by quicker and quicker so being intentional and spending time and pouring into the relationships that truly matter to you that that's something that i would highly highly encourage you uh to to look into and i, I put it number four but quite frankly it's it's for me it's number one and it's been the game changer for me i grew up in a in a, a, a fantastic family we went to church but you know understanding the difference between 
religion and relationship with Christ. Understanding that difference. And religion is more something you do. Relationships is, is who you are, right? So getting clear on that has been such, a, such an eye-opening experience for me because once you have that foundation, and I know I put it forth, but I probably should revert to putting that at the top. Once I, once I got clear on that and understand who I am and whose I am, that sets the foundation that I can build everything else on top of. I think oftentimes too many people don't have that foundation. And you can build a house with a, a crummy foundation. It may or may not last, but I choose to, to build my life on a foundation that I know is tried and true and uh, is, is going to ultimately allow me to have success no matter what the circumstances. Dude, that's great. And, you know, the common theme here is uh, what I love about Jeff is – this has probably been our most uh, strategic episode, but starting with a foundation of faith. Jeff's core values, his next five moves, his book recommendations, all the takeaways from this podcast are all centered around being intentional, knowing who you are and whose you are, maintaining great intentional relationships doing everything with the foundation of faith and taking care of your body, making sure that you can withstand the test of time, that you can be an inspirational value adder to a relationship, making sure that you can show up in your house as a dad, making sure that you can show up as a husband and imagine, um, you know, people around us that we lead grow because of our action, not our words. We want our children to grow. Uh, they don't care about what we say. They care about what we do. They care about our character. And if you're raising daughters, I would bet nine out of 10 that your daughter is going to end up looking for a guy just like dad. That's positive and negative. You know, if you're a, I was a, I was a man in my life that I couldn't control my tongue. You know, I was not a guy. I might go get this tattooed on my arm to not talk when I'm swimming or angry, but I was not a guy who could control my tongue. I've had to develop and still developing that skill set to go from uh, emotional to passionate because passion can be measured and metered. Emotions are not. You know, we don't want to live by our emotions. So Jeff is the uh, the mother flipping real deal. He's a prime mover. Um, he stands for everything that we stand for here. He inspired me to get out of here. I might go do a cold plunge. I mean, we in Louisiana, there's a couple of ditches and bayous around here that's probably frozen. <laughs> still like three degrees. <laughs> it's still very cold for yeah, Louisiana. For Louisiana. Uh, I did a cold plunge in my pool the other day, and then one of the first people I thought of was, was Jeff Jensen. So we have a mutual friend that I'm about to get on this show pretty soon that actually owns – uh, a, manu a cold plunge manufacturing company. And so I want to dive into cold exposure and things like that for sure very soon. Hey, I hate to do it, and I know we're wrapping up, but yeah. Sprint Van. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sprinter Van. Oh, there you Sprinter go. Van. Yeah, so I – yeah, tell tell everybody about the um the Sprinter van thing because when he first told me about the Sprinter van, I have Sprinter vans in our business, but they're for electrical technicians. Uh, Jeff's got a Sprinter van that's a unique deal, so I want to I want Jeff yeah, to tell yeah, everybody. Yeah, real quick. About that. It's in Urbandale, Iowa, so if you're in Louisiana, probably not gonna rent it, but maybe this will inspire somebody to get rolling in an area of business that maybe they could capitalize. Yeah, on. I know. Yeah, real quickly on that, it's it goes to, goes back to to the power of vision and. You know, forethought, and another another book I actually have that's you know a very good one is Vivid Vision, um, 
and it's by Cameron Harold. That's a phenomenal book, and it talks about thinking in you know three-year terms. So I did that a few years ago, and actually on my Vivid Vision, I, I was talking about how I wanted to be able to attend my kids' you know events, whether it's dances or uh, soccer or sporting events, whatever it is, and, and be able to travel in a Sprinter van. And uh, the Sprinter van, as you mentioned, it's it's not for technicians. It's actually it looks kind of like a private jet. Um, and then to 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 that point, um, the power of alignments. And my wife actually, she was she was the one that kind of pushed pushed the idea over the edge. So long story short, about a year ago, we bought a Sprinter van, and we use it primarily um, as as a rental, kind of like an Airbnb on wheels. But we also utilize that opportunity to. Uh, take trips, and we're going to be going to Yellowstone this summertime, uh, using it as uh, to create memories and be intentional with our family. So it's been a fun little side business, and it's a it's a really cool vehicle. So uh, I, if you would have told me a few years ago I'd have a Sprinter van, I wouldn't have believed you. But it just goes to show that what you set your mind on, and what you what you believe, and what you think, and what you you verbalize, uh, there's a lot of power in that. So that's kind of the mm. story of how the Sprinter van came to life. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to close this out with the scripture that I thought that I started with was this reminds me so much of as a man thinketh, so is he. And the things that we speak over our life can be manifested because we know who we are and whose we are and definitely what we stand for it again. So Jeff Jensen, if any after this last hour, if you don't know what a prime mover is, Jeff Jensen, tell us where people can find you. Uh, I know you're not a man of, of many words, but if you want to follow his 100-burpee uh, 30-day journey, uh, he's probably halfway through it now, but uh, tell us about your Instagram handle. That'd probably be the most popular way people could find yeah, Jeff no, Jensen. Thank you. Right? I appreciate the time. It's been an awesome conversation. As I mentioned I'm not much of a social media person, but the, you know, tracking. I, I posted a few things on Instagram for my hundred mile race, and it seemed to resonate with a few people. So I do it uh, twofold as a as an accountability measure for myself to make sure that I'm still you know pushing in the right direction, and then also to inspire other people. So uh, I am on Instagram. I think. I think it's G Jensen 15. So uh, if that <laughs> you right. can confirm, maybe put in the show notes if I'm, if I'm wrong. So uh, I'm still uh, new to all this stuff, but I try to post things that are, that, you know, show what I'm up to uh, and more so just to inspire people to, to shoot and to aim for a little bit higher than what they think they're possible. Dude, absolutely. So G Jensen, that's the letter G, J-E-N-S-E-N, 15. We'll put that in the show notes. Jeff's very responsive, obviously, because he's an intentional guy. Uh, and, you know, I, man, I can't. I don't want to end this thing because I think you have so much value. So Jeff mentioned that he's in. He's a W-2. Uh, he holds a W-2 job. He's in medical device sales, and he does really well in that because of, of his core values and that he's intentional and that he builds quality relationships and that he is a man of few words, but he's a man of quality words. And then for, I have some friends uh, and relatives that own businesses like Smoothie Kings and um, smoothie, privately owned smoothie shops. And so I know Jeff, uh, we could do a whole nother episode on the power of mentorship and coaching. Um, but hit Jeff up on Instagram if you fall into one of those types of businesses, because while he's going to self-proclaim that he's not an expert or a guru, he's going to be able to give you some tips that helped him just from a culture standpoint. I think a lot of business owners want uh, they want to know the X's and O's of exactly what I need to do to ultimately put more money in the bank account. And a lot of times that advice can be very uh, conditional upon the culture that 
that lies within your business and the level of leadership uh, and the level of ownership that you take as the owner of the business, the proprietor, or the manager. So if you're in that field, drop Jeff a line on Instagram. Like I said, he's responsive. I know he'd be glad to pour into you. Uh, I know that he's going to be able to give you some 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 raw intentionality. You know, last story is we talked about Garrett Unklebach, and so. Uh, Garrett has an awesome podcast. He's an he's a Navy SEAL. I don't even like to say ex Navy SEAL because to me, when you're in that fraternity, bro, you wear a badge. So he's a Navy SEAL. He's a pastor. He's a man of God on fire. Uh, but he has said some things to me that I can tell he said to Jeff and rubbed off on Jeff. And I, I booked a coaching call with Garrett one time about some things that were going on in my business and. Uh, Jeff probably knows some of the story. I st- the coaching call was like a week from when I booked it to when I took it. And I got out a notebook and I started asking myself the questions that I felt like a Navy SEAL would ask me about why I haven't got certain things done in my life. And before the call, I had kind of kicked my own teeth in. So that way, when Garrett started to do it, uh, you know, I knew that the direction that I was heading was right, that I got to remove the excuses, replace it with intentionality, get freaking clear on who you are and where you're going, and then get the right relationships, have some faith and stop being a fraud to yourself. And I'll be darned if it wasn't the most profound uh, 30 minutes I've spent in a long time. And that concept has rubbed off and become who Jeff Jensen is. So Jeff, Man, what an awesome hour. I love you, dude. Every time I spend time with you, I get better. Uh, I'm better. My day's better because I started it with Jeff Jensen. Yeah, and, uh, Nick, you maybe so you've much. got anything you want to say to him in closing? Yeah, no, I appreciate your time. Um, man, seriously, I'm, I'm, we need to go to the gym. Yeah, simple. Like, no man, doubt. You, you, I don't know, Jeff, if you realize uh, how inspirational you are just by being honest and being open, And um, but I want to – tell you just me I, I just met jeff yeah uh and man i can just tell that you're a man of god and you're a sincere man in what you say uh man of integrity so we just appreciate you coming on and i, I hope we can have you on again yep that concludes uh, another episode of prime mover podcast hey Hey, I'm waving my hands in the air to flag everybody down like this is what it's all about. If you came here to get some type of practical, tactical uh, P&L or balance sheet way to be successful in your bank account and get all these things, man, look, it's okay if you don't follow us. But if you want things in life that sometimes can is not measurable and may not even be seen and you want a template for casting out a vision or having this work-life balance or being a prime mover, not a doormat, stick around because these things are going to get hotter and my que- I'm going to get better as an interviewer. I'm, my questions will get deeper. So when Jeff Jensen's on here around two, he might have his shirt off. So if you want to see Jeff Jensen with a shirt off and let's get crazy uh, on intentionality, stick around for Prime Mover Podcast. Thank you for joining us where we ignite the engine of your success through faith, family, finance and fitness and you guys go have an amazing uh, rest of your week it's wednesday here in south louisiana coldest temperatures of the year we got a business to run we got things to be prime movers on jeff's got to go get his life rolling doing the 25 things he does as a freaking drill sergeant and man of god so jeff thank you for being on prime mover podcast hope you join us again man